The following contains spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. A phantom menace rises. A scavenger faces her legacy. A father redeems his son. A mother gives her last. And the lost brother reclaims his true legacy. A new hope. It's our Rise of Skywalker reaction episode, and it starts right now. I just literally started our um, tier, Rise of Skywalker. We literally just walked out of the movie theater. Um, and now we're kind of awkwardly sitting on a bench outside. There's uh, some people walking by, and I, I have thoughts. And I bet you have thoughts, too. It's our first, uh, first reaction podcast. We'll get more depth a lot. But this is just going to be me and Bruce awkwardly sitting in a movie theater hallway. That's empty, guys. Except for people, other people who also just saw Rise of Skywalker. Um, and let me see, Mr. Bruce Gibson, welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the Rise of Skywalker? You know what? I think about it the way I think. I think every Star Wars movie, I loved it. I mean, yeah? I really did. It was, it was jam-packed. There mm. were some surprises, and there were some things that weren't a surprise. Yes. Um, yeah, overall, I, I mean, mm. it's it 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 did what I was hoping, which I mentioned earlier when we talked. That kind of puts a bow and connects some things that mm. make sense from the previous movies. That added that up, so that worked well for me. Yes, and I should mention spoilers incoming soon. But it's a good way to kind of start with overall impressions, because it was a a wild ride. I think it was. Jam-packed is the word for it. There is so much. The first opening sequence of Kylo Ren going in search of the Emperor, like it's just so rapid fire. I, I was like, oh, this is the movie we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was very. It just. There wasn't a prologue to this movie. It just literally dove right in. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I did like The Last Jedi, but in a lot of ways when I was watching this, I thought you probably could take this movie and have done this as episode eight and nine and spread it out a little more. Oh, interesting. Okay. Or or make it even a nine and ten. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to, th- the way we're going to kind of go through this first reaction, we're just going to go through the big reveals and kind of uh, process through and talk through it a little bit. And it's interesting because I... Some of this I was expecting, like I've been talking about it on Star Wars Report, Star Wars Tonight, but the delivery is so 
especially coming out of the first viewing, is, is maybe different than I thought. So the, let's start with hashtag Ben Demption. I'm going to start with, um, uh, well, actually, I'm, that's going to be a tease. We, get, we really have to start with what is the first big reveal. And this is where the real spoiler warning is. Bail, bail. <laughs> <laughs> red alert, red bail. alert if you've not seen this. Bail. <laughs> Organa, um, if you haven't seen it. But it's the, um, it's the Ray reveal. Yeah. What's funny? What's funny is that there's a couple walking by, but I think they're in the screening, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. So I'm waiting. I'm, I'm yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. So, Ray, as a Palpatine. Ray Palpatine. Mm-hmm. A murmur went through the crowd, even at this yes, press screening. That is true. That did happen. I mean, that's one of the theories I've heard out there. But I mean, I've heard every theory, even to like she could be Ch- Chewbacca's kid. It is everything. That's probably the toughest answer because that is the most theorized element of the Star Wars plot is Rey's heritage, and so like how I don't know how I felt about it at first because it's like I but I don't know if if it had been Rey Skywalker or Rey Kenobi or Rey. Ray Darklighter. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Big set of kid. Um, I don't know what would have been the most satisfying answer. It's hard to have a satisfying answer. But what they did by bringing that reveal at the beginning of the movie is really bring the Palpatine thread mm-hmm. as the central, eh, the central fabric of this movie that ties it to all nine films. Because that's what they talked a lot about is... Yeah. They tied all the nine films together, and I really think that's what this Ray reveal is. By her facing her heritage as Palpatine, that's how they can tie the whole film together. Yeah. Um, yeah, because when you think of you know Episode One is the Phantom Menace, yeah, and Palpatine is the Phantom Menace, so you start off with him and you end with him. The only thing that kind of bothers me—I mean, first of all, I'm not bothered that Ray is a Palpatine at all, but just the fact that. Anakin was the chosen one to take down the Emperor, but then yet he didn't. So I was hoping they would tie in something more that something that Anakin did would still lead to the fall of Palpatine in this movie. Mm. That would have been the ultimate. Because they reached back. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. But that's about as far as they got. But at the same time, if you didn't have Anakin, you wouldn't have had Luke, you wouldn't have had the Skywalkers, mm. and that's how we end with... I guess that's the closest we get tied to Anakin is his children at yeah. the end of the film. And that is how they bring Rey's journey as facing her demons quite literally. Because Rey's been facing demons this whole trilogy. But this is a way of really personifying it in, in, a, in a way that ties to the, the whole saga that I, I thought was really effective. I, it's, I didn't get that immediate like satisfying, ah. Oh, this is perfect. This is the way the story should go. This, right. It was just a sort of, it was a, oh, this is where the movie is going feeling. Well, right. And also then with uh, briefly mentioning it about Snoke, mm. somewhat of a backstory to him and uh, the, re- the revelation of Ray's parents, like you mentioned, was very early in the movie. In a lot of ways, it's like, okay, let's get this out of the way mm. so that we can focus on the story. This isn't the third act reveal, yeah. Right, you know, and not just have, you know, keep wandering throughout the movie and teasing and teasing and teasing. I kind of like that was done up front. In that way, it's consistent with previous Star Wars lore, especially with the Clone Wars of Palpatine searching out younglings. And so it kind of ties Ray's journey directly into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did that, yeah, it, yeah, now that you mention that, 
It definitely does. Um, and Palpatine always has a plan. I like how they mentioned that, you know, he's always out thinking everyone. He's always mm-hmm. got a plan. He's always behind everything. It's yeah. just, you know, we're not really sure how he got to where he is yeah. in this. And which how he got fine. that really big cheerleading squad. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's just like... I kept thinking of, uh, of um, uh, you know, the arena. Uh, an Attack of the Clones? Yeah, yeah, yeah and Geonosis. Geonosis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking that. <laughs> I kept expecting them go, and here they are! Well, I'll tell you what I kept thinking of was in that uh, speeder bike chase. I was immediately, all I could think of was like, and that's, uh, that's you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but Ray's, Ray's journey that she sort of, I, I like how that first act sets up what is the sort of middle act reveal and and where I was like, oh, they're going this direction, sort of first reaction. My sort of, my, my fist pumping um, reaction of all things coming full circle after The Force Awakens where I would not have liked this at all if you asked me this like three years ago um, was been being confronted by kind of in his mind the memory of his father Han Solo. And that is the crux along with Leia reaching out to him. Those are the two things that lend to him finally making the choice that he should have made on that, you know, on that bridge. It was definitely called, there was definitely callbacks. I mean, similar lines. It's not even called the exact same lines, exact same shots where he reaches out with his lightsaber. (laughs) When he did that, I was like, don't do that again. Don't stab your father. (laughs) There's a little part of me that was like, please don't. Oh my gosh. Um, I'd be like, screw you guys, he really is bad. But no, instead, it was the opportunity to give Kylo his moment um, to abandon. Um, and I thought this was so well set up. This is something I think The Last Jedi actually set up really well because Kylo's, the memory of his father torturing him, the deed split you in two. We see that in this movie. We see that it, there's a lot in this movie, and we'll talk about it in more detail, that kind of, to put it charitably, um, changes or guides the story from a, in a different direction than Ryan Johnson did. Yeah. You could say that. But in this case, I feel like this is one of the central things that J.J. Abrams took from uh, Ryan Johnson's story when Kylo is in fact split in two and it's that conflict from that deed that instead of carrying him fully to the, the greatest villain of the saga, mm-hmm. that, it, that conscience that constantly gnaws at him, that's the deed that um, eventually gave him the sorrow to give him the path to redemption. And I really, that for me was a fist, that was a Star Wars moment. Yeah. A father redeeming his son, right? That is mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a reverse of the Luke Vader dynamic. It is, yeah, it definitely is. You know, there's a lot of things in this movie that really do support the Last Jedi, you know, and I've heard some people say, "Oh, JJ will probably ignore the Last Jedi," but I think this played off well off that movie and The Force Awakens, doing those kind of callbacks, doing some parallels, and also, you know, where we see Luke in the Last Jedi, we don't really see his journey to that place, mm. but we see Rey's journey that takes her to a similar place. She ends on the island throws away a lightsaber and we know why it took her to that and so that obviously is a parallel to the journey that Luke would have taken that Mm. his 
you know, he's dealing with the demons of being from Vader, like she's dealing with the demons mm. of being a Palpatine. And just yeah. the weight of that and the fear and everything and isolating yourself, thinking yeah. that you can't do it all, you give up. Mm. Well, and that's that parallel in instead of like going back to tell Luke's journey where there's there's gaps there that you really do have to fill in yep. for how he got to the point where he got before he came back in the last act of the last Jedi and saved the day. Just right. just a little repeat there. Uh, but and but no, we get like, that looking through Ray's journey exactly. and that's how we understand Luke's. That's a really good point because Ray um, it you in that way, Luke didn't take over the story, which is sort of the original fear with The Force Awakens, why he doesn't show up through the whole movie. Right. Luke's, when Luke shows up, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty badass. Yeah, and I also like the fact that uh, Kylo Ren uh, turned to the dark side, not, be, not necessarily because of Snoke, but Palpatine was behind all that, which gives more strength mm. to him turning. And maybe even gives more strength to Luke not knowing what to do because it's not just about Kylo Ren and Snoke, it's also about Palpatine. Yes. It, by bringing Snoke's story into Pal- Palpatine's journey, it really did help. And by the way, Palpatine, is, he's, he says he's got a plan for everything, but you notice like right at the third act when he, <laughs> he's just like, and I have waited for this moment. You will in, have my spirit in, inside you, and you will. And <clears throat> well, actually, since this isn't working, I'm the emperor. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, but that was a little dorky. But. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but I, I will say I loved, I, I don't know why, I just love Palpatine. is so freaking over the top. He's very melodramatic, which is consistent with uh, Return of the Jedi. But, you know, I also kind of viewed this as not really being the Palpatine, but kind of the deranged Palpatine, mm. you know? Yeah. So he's not really as sharp as he was. Yeah, that's true. He had a lot of a lot of tubes going on. That's keeping it. Well, the tubular Palpatine. Well, and they don't explain. And this is the thing that um, people were wondering. They don't explain how he came came back. Like, right. it's just they just don't. And I'm kind of okay with that because it's just a bit of a mystery. It gives more mystery to Palpatine. Yeah. You know, I, we never were given anything in the movies as how Palpatine became a Sith. Mm. So. Yeah, that's true. Let's move down a bench. We have the. the the Nine Queen Slim is, is a very uh, loud movie showing right across. <laughs> we'll see if we can Im- I can improve audio quality here a little bit. Um, yeah, so <sighs> that's just sort of the the biggest reveals, and I guess the final. Um, just kind of give me some of your highlights as far as your favorite character moments that really jumped out to you from the first screening. Oh, wow. Um, I just really love the dynamic of Poe and Finn. It's just, you yes. know, on fire throughout. And then adding Ray to that is really cool. Um, I was surprised, you know, we didn't get a, as much Rose as I thought. I thought we were going to get a little more of her. She was kind of shuffled to the back in the beginning. It's like, and I'll stay behind here so that the primary party of characters will not become overcrowded. Yeah. So I was a little surprised about, by that just based on comments J.J. Abrams had said about... Uh, the actress and stuff, but um, what else? Uh, I remember seeing uh, John Williams. Did you see him? A little cameo in there? No. Yeah, he was in that little like bar or something. I don't know what oh, it was. The old man. The old man. Yeah. Right. And I thought that's John Williams, and then I saw on the credits his name was there. Uh, it's like Omar Omar Trace, and yeah. uh, I think that's the character's name. But yeah, so that was cool to see a little John Williams cameo because we've never seen him as a cameo in any no 
Well, I could tell by the way the camera was like slowly panning in in that shot. I was like, I bet that's a camera. Is that Stan Lee? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Just Stan Lee in there. I would um, love that. Yeah, that would have been pretty amazing. I um, my my I love the dynamic of um, of Poe throughout the film, and I really yes. think he came into his own. Um, a lot of the humor came from him. A lot of the sort of quick witted lines. Um, I really liked. I really liked all that. There's sort of a magnetic um, interplay between him and Ray uh, at the beginning of the movie that that uh, dissipates, much to my disappointment, if I'm honest. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I loved uh, I loved him. Finn is um, also really kind of comes into his own, and I I liked how he's he wants to be there for Ray, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't know how, but. He's 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 a he's, his sort of steadfast friendship. What was he going to tell there. her? Uh, th- that he was uh, in love with her. Oh, is that real? Uh, I don't know. He, everybody's <laughs> in love with Ray, <laughs> no. including someone else. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so there's there's that. Oh, and okay, let's talk about. Um, I think two more things. We're gonna have to talk about the ending, but uh, we'll get there after we talk about C3PO. Yes. So I have expected a sort of like cheesy montage of his memory bank where we would like get to see the recreations or shots from the old movies that sort of replay as a way to tie it to the old. I'm glad they didn't go that direction, but instead we do get his memory wipe is a moment of um, is a moment of reflection through through this whole saga. And I love how, I just love how he became a central part of the story and actually had something to do in this movie by translating the uh, Sith dagger. Yeah. And not just the, the, the plot point, but that gave him a chance to interplay with the new characters in a way that just felt like the original trilogy to me. Yeah, I thought we were going to see, like, badass C-3PO, like C-3PX or something, you know? Because I thought he was going to take... Because he's going know, around those weapons and yeah. the action figures. I thought, oh, wow, man, here it comes. We're going to see that, but we didn't. Which, you know, is fine because it really, I can't, it's hard to imagine C-3PO doing that, you know? We yeah. kind of saw him do it at Geonosis. A little bit, a, yeah. Die, uh, Jedi dogs. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> I wonder, hmm. It's, it's interesting that he was able to um, also kind of connect R2 and uh, Dio a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also the, the abused puppy droid with Dio was kind of it was kind of sad, but also cool at the same time. Um, How many droids do we need? If we keep going, there's a lot of droids. Yeah. yeah, we might have too many droids. Yeah. All right. All right. Enough. All right. Enough. Let's let's jump straight to the end. So, the call goes out. Even in, specifically in the movie, they even referenced last night. Nobody answered, and we all knew. Everyone was going to come to the rescue, but how much when it goes and you're like, oh, this is the end. No, it's not the end credits. It's just the music from the end credits of Star Wars. Yeah. When you hear the full on Star Wars main theme building in a way that hasn't happened in any of the other final films. It gave a sort of, it did give some finality to this moment. It wasn't like the end of Phantom Menace or the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, which both have their own sort of big moments where the, you know, good guys come in to save the day. But it, it was it was almost sort of like a rock and roll concert of Star Wars. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that too much. Um, yeah. See, this is yeah. When you're bringing these things up, I'm like, I want to watch it again now. I want to see that again. 
I think the all, as much as that was fun, it was really more about the character moments, and it was about Ray Ray's confrontation with Palpatine. So, what, let me ask you a question, real yeah. quick. Were there any emotional moments? Because I had at least one. Oh. Um. It's always hard on the. It's it's on the. It's always. Oh, <laughs> Bruce is now closing uh, Theater Nine because it's so loud. Um, but he's asking about emotional moments. Actually, and I'm gonna. Uh, Savannah, I want to bring you in because we're going to talk about the very end of the film, and I have to get you to talk about a moment. But what we're we're talking about the most like emotional moments of the movie for I us. I cried like five times. You you did tear up. What was like what hit you the hardest? I think the when the very well when Kylo's holding Ray, but not the. <laughs> I yeah, let's start, talk about that part. Okay, it starts out. Cringed. <laughs> okay, oh, gosh. I, I didn't like those. Hashtag Raylo. Um, I cringed, too. I did. Okay, thank you. I wasn't the only wrong. one. So, uh, it almost felt like their bond was, like, familiar. Famili- familial. Familial. Yes. It felt, Like, almost yeah. brother and sister-like, because they, like, shared so much. And I thought that's what Palpatine was talking about when he's like, wow, your love is, your bond is so strong. I haven't seen it before. And I thought he was referring to Luke and Leia. I haven't seen this bond for generations, mm. Luke and Leia's bond. Mm. So then I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's like brother and sister. How sweet. They've been through similar this things. So and then the kids, oh. just making out. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but when she was dead, quote unquote, mm. that was the most emotional. Mm. Yeah, and I and it was, I really liked, and listen, I'm, I'm very predictable. You all knew this if you've been listening to the show. I am a big fan of the redemption story and, not the, fa- and, and the fact that it was different than Vader. It wasn't a like last minute, oh, I'm saving Rey. Okay, I sacrificed myself and I died. It was, it was in the middle act where he turns his path and that gives us a chance to see Ben um, fulfill a different destiny. You were stoked about that. I was. I was. My, my, my arms are <laughs> pumping at that moment. Um, but it, it is this this confrontation that I that was probably the most like intense I was. There was there were there was one really emotional moment. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was Chewie. Yeah, it wasn't Leia's death necessarily. But it was Chewie's reaction to it. I was a little. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that was emotional. Well, and then it also reminded me of Chewie's reaction to when Han died. So yeah. it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's. Was good. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, what, how about you? Like, most emotional moments? It, it, well, the most emotional moment to me. You were wasn't, pretty quiet through the movie. Oh, I have to be. Yes. I'm all into it. I'm just paying attention, I'm zoned in. The most emotional moment is a little surprising to me. It was when uh, she was on Octu and Luke brought the X-Wing out from the water. Mm. And it took me back to Empire and the X-Wing coming out of the water where Luke couldn't lift it, but Yoda could. And now here Luke is lifting it and giving it to Rey. And for some reason I found that emotional. And it was sort of the fulfillment of Luke's understanding of what was good about the Jedi. And we needed that. We needed that after... um, the Last Jedi. I don't think it's inconsistent. I don't think this is J.J. Abrams going and just saying, I'm ignoring Ryan no. Johnson. This is a fulfillment of Luke's journey. Like right. Luke goes through a process that we see mirrored in Rey when she goes through the same struggles and is yep. thinking of her lineage. And I love that we see Luke just, it was, it was this sigh of relief, honestly. It was just this like, it was popcorn slash cotton candy Star Wars. It was just delicious <laughs> yeah. uh, just to see Luke uh, take his saber. Um, and 
there was the the visual poetry of Luke and Leia's saber passed on to Rey. So when you're talking about passing the torch, like this is as blatant as you can possibly get when you're talking about the actual symbols of Luke and Leia. And we even get to see that moment because if it was just kind of alluded to or talked about, maybe not as impactful, but that we saw Leia training. Um, yeah, that was cool. Not what, only seeing her training, well, seeing her train Ray, and then her training with Luke in that flashback. Well, and does it help? What do you think of her? This is sort of an explanation as to she is strong in the Force, like her uh, twin brother, but she chose a different path from the Jedi right. at a much younger age, and they kind of explain that here. Yeah, yeah, because she's protecting her son, or mm-hmm. thought she was. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did it gave more dimension to her character for sure mm-hmm. which is what we needed which is what is the biggest challenge when you don't have Carrie Fisher um, what do you think of all the the Carrie the, the way they treated Princess Leia I think her final they, I think they did a great job editing her in mm-hmm. those cut scenes I mean you know we were talking earlier just briefly of how yeah you can you're, you're sitting there going oh, I know what scene that probably came from, from The Force Awakens, and oh, that's probably when she was with Han. So there's a little bit of that that kind of took me out. Mm-hmm. But it, it works really well. If you didn't know it, if you didn't know that they took cut scenes and you, you know, people wouldn't sure. even know, you know, it's fine. Yeah. There were some cringing moments in the film outside of that, though, that I had. Like, okay, the cringiest. Ray, the Ray Lou kiss thing. I mean, that kind of felt to me like it was like, the fans really want this, so we're going to do this. Just like, the fans really want to see Chewie get a medal at some point. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> you know, I talk about the sort of t- turn to camera moments in Star Wars that I sometimes, and, I mean, it was, it was sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, giving Chewie his medal. But yeah, that was a little bit of a, it's, but you know, I, I'll, it, I feel like the movie earned that. If it got to the end and I, I, as a fan, was just like confused or disagreed with the story direction or wasn't enjoying the movie, those kinds of moments would kind of be like, okay, so you're trying too hard. But I actually feel like the film earned the big feel-good moments in the last, um, yeah. in the last parts of the movie. Yeah. Mm. And we did see Wicket. We did see Wicked the Ewok. Didn't have a line. No. Which is interesting because I, I and as the credits were going, I did not see Harrison Ford. So he might have been uncredited. It, maybe his name was there. I don't yeah. know. Did I miss it? Or I was it? I didn't see it, although I wasn't paying close attention. I will say I, I, he was at the premiere, and I was a little, there's part of me that's like, does Harrison Ford come to a Star Wars premiere that it, for a movie he's not in? No, there's no way. Well, you know, let's just say he was uncredited, but then uh, Warwick Davis was credited for Wicked, and he didn't say anything. I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. That was honestly my favorite coming out of the film, probably the most impactful scene for me that um, brought the this trilogy, not necessarily the whole saga, but this trilogy, uh, full circle was the Han Solo and uh, Ben scene. Like that to me, that was I think the most impactful, probably the most emotional I was. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the healing abilities? Like for me, it was okay with Ray doing it, but then when Kylo did it, I thought, okay, so now Jedi can just heal people, even bring them back from dying. But I've also felt, well, only the reason that Kylo would know how to do this is because he learned it because Ray just did it to him. Yeah. So he picked up on that. That made, how do you, because you're, uh, Savannah, someone who's probably, you're not as like into the mythology, but did it, what was, yeah. To me, it just demonstrated how um, full Kylo or Ben, whatever you want to call him, um, how full his redemption was, Mm -hmm. that he was 
because we'd never correct me if I'm wrong we'd never seen that before in the saga no. someone healing someone else and like so that kind of demonstrated that we've seen it in Knights of the Old Republic the video game well it demonstrated <laughs> that like... Rey had reached kind of a new level of Jedi or had tapped into something of the Jedi that we didn't know about and then Kylo also doing it showed that he was also going that direction of mm. like heightened yeah. goodness sort of, I don't know well it's the reverse right? of her experiencing like the Sith lightning at the beginning of the movie where like mm -hmm. oh crap you know she went that was cool it's like, I, like I was like that. I swear to god if they kill Chewbacca this way uh, there were a lot of moments where they were see, like see I liked it I was like I mean I don't want to see Chewie die and I was like okay first it was a moon in the novels now this I was just like at least it's bold <laughs> but I do have a question about it yes the healing thing is that why Kylo Ren died was he like gave the rest of his life That's to her that's what yeah like he drained himself he drained and put his life. yeah essence okay. into her and I was expecting that to be honest well, yeah. based on well then somebody laughed that was a little I was like alright alright I didn't know why. I wasn't sure. He laughed at the like. It was pretty quick after the kiss. <laughs> it's like, so like someone maybe he got kissed and passed out. Like, oh. <laughs> somebody was. <laughs> He's never been kissed before, so he just <laughs> his life was complete. That, he could pass on into the force. That was my reaction. My first kiss. <laughs> he, just, he just passed on. Passed yeah. I don't even remember and it now. Soon light must fade. Yeah. Um, that's actually. <laughs> This is what happened when Yaddle kissed Yoda, and then after Baby Yoda was born, and then okay, yeah, I was like, I kind of was hoping we'd see Baby Yoda. Oh, how did we? We can't end the podcast. Um, I have to say, uh, there was a really cool the way that probably most centrally tied this film to the overall saga, especially the prequels. And we're going to talk about it right after I tell you guys about our sponsor for this episode. Oh, okay. This Good. is the Fan Dummies. Right? How's that for uh, The Fan Dummies podcast. Of course, you guys know them. Uh, FanDummies.com. They've been supporting us through this whole journey to Rise of Skywalker. And, of course, now that the film has come out and we are actually talking about it, um, you make sure you subscribe. FanDummies.com. And they're talking all things Star Wars. And, of course, a bunch of other stuff in the world of geekdom. But we all know what we're thinking about right now. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So mm -hmm. check out their reaction episode coming up soon at FanDummies.com. And we do thank them for their support. But let's talk about it. Qui-Gon Jinn, Ahsoka Tano, Kanan Jarrus, the entire Jedi okay, Order that, backing up Rey. That, that kind of, that, okay, that was one of those things where I was like, this is going too fast. Wait, wait, I know that, but wait, wait, and it was just too, like, that's Hayden freaking Christensen. Yes, I did pick up on Hayden, which I was pleased about. And someone that I know kind of spoiled that for me, oh. Michael Morris. But <laughs> I told him it was okay to tell me that, but yeah. uh, it didn't ruin anything for me. No, because it doesn't really build up that. Not not only is this this is probably the biggest um, U-turn from Luke's journey in the Last Jedi. Is this is not this is not just Ray, um, you know, ending this, this the Jedi Order. This is the entire Jedi Order. Um, basically backing her up. It's almost like the, there were the concepts for this in Return of the Jedi, the idea that Obi-Wan and Yoda as ghosts would be spiritually supporting Luke. That never really manifests in Return of the Jedi, but man did it here with the voices of Sam Jackson. Like, you hear the entire Jedi Order. And just as a kid of the prequel era who watched every episode of The Clone Wars as it aired, to hear, like, Ahsoka Tano's voice, mm -hmm. like, that's a level of integration of the whole quote-unquote Skywalker saga. They've, they've earned the right to call this the end of the Skywalker saga with the way that they... Or is it? it? 
yeah. <laughs> Although I was waiting for the Hayden Force Ghost. Uh, when like Luke and Leo, they were there at the end of their Force Ghost, I was like, yeah. This- I really wanted a Hayden Force Ghost. I really did. I mean, if we talked before about expectations and stuff. But that was one of those things I really was hoping. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. In the movie, as much as I talked a good game going into it on the last episode, there was just like moments where like, oh, yeah, I am curious. Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Is this? So, and that always happens to me when I'm watching one of these films for the first time. So I look forward to like the second and third and fourth and ninth viewing where I probably won't get that high this time. But um, that's my record, nine for The Force Awakens. Okay, so now I'm thinking about this more. So you're talking about the scene with Kylo and Han. Yeah, mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of wondering how that would have played if, if it was Kylo and Anakin. Oh, man. Because he worships I kind of Vader was... so much, and Anakin comes back as a sport, uh, sports... As a sports uh, ghost. As a, as a sports ghost. Play ball. <laughs> um, as a, and as a force ghost, and then has that conversation with yeah. Kylo. Mm. That would have been interesting. I think we talked about... So we were talking our theories a night, two nights ago, and I think that was one of our theories. I don't know who had it, but we were like, well, maybe Vader will be the one mm, that saves yeah. Kylo like Luke saved Vader. But yeah. See, that Which, gets back to that chosen one thing well, and you, to me. If, and, if you're, and that is really the choice where J.J. Abrams chose this trilogy story over the saga. Which is good. It's probably the right way. Because to do it. it was it, that's what he established. It makes sense because he's the one who established this right. arc in The Force Awakens of Han's death. So it makes sense that he would choose Han as that figure. It's a little awkward in that it's a memory instead of a Force ghost. Yeah. But it, the story point was structurally exactly the same as when Obi Wan shows up or Luke shows up mm-hmm. as a Force ghost. It's basically the same kind of um, moment. So. So I like the movie. I'm a, I'm a pretty pretty big fan of The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, parting, parting shots, Savannah, any favorite moments or uh, uh, big takeaways from the film on your first of, I'm sure, 17 viewings? Right? We're going we're gonna to see it. It's, uh... There were some cute new animals. Babu Frick. You were a big fan of Babu Frick. Yes. <laughs> Is that the one that fixes yeah, see through Or well, Yeah, that was cute. I, I'm always in for the fun, cute new things. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he was Your pretty hilarious. Your fans are going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, he was adorable. And an adorable, not in an obnoxious way, but actually he was pretty funny. Like at, at the very end of the movie when he shows up and he's like, yeah, <laughs> just randomly. It was pretty funny. Mr. Bruce Gibson? I'll add two things. Uh, like seeing Lando. I like his role in mm, this. Yeah. And I don't remember her name, but the girl that's... That, Jana? Jan, yeah. Mm. I like her character and her relationship with yeah. Finn and how they were both former. How many soldiers. girlfriends is Finn going to have? Let's... <laughs> hey, man. Like, Finn's like... Felt like three <laughs> at the end there. So this is, the, this is the thing. Finn is trying to have girlfriends all over the place, yeah. but everybody loves Ray. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Sounds like a yep. sitcom. Everybody loves Ray. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd watch that. Um, no. I, yeah. Well, so that's, that's one thing. Um, Jan, you love Jana. Yeah. Oh, and, and Lando. Yeah. It, we didn't really talk about Lando too much, but he does kind of bring the bring some weight to the galaxy coming to help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what a lot of people wanted to see in, in The Last Jedi. So. Oh, and Hux. That whole thing oh, was interesting. Yeah, we didn't even talk about <laughs> oh, Can we put on record that I knew he was the mold 20 minutes earlier? Yeah, you did Which kind they of... they kind of like hard point at it. They do. Maybe. They do hint at it pretty strongly. And there have been... I, you didn't know this, but there's been a lot of fan theories that that was the case because he's so over the top. And it was like, nobody really believes in the First Order well, that we, much. When we watched The Last Jedi this morning, I was sus- like, I was suspicious because he was getting so annoyed with Kylo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, yeah. proving... The, his hatred of Kylo Ren far outweighs his 
uh, loyalty. And then that commander, I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, the Allegiant or the Alliant. Yeah, uh, I yeah. liked him. He was Which, good. And they, didn't, they literally don't explain it at all, but like his eyes will turn all weird at one point. Like, is he like a weird clone of the same? I fear using the same technology. Because he's like, I will serve you as I did in the old wars. And like, oh, is he like a zombie journalist? Um, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I really loved the film. It's, it is that first viewing where. I like going in for a second and third viewing where I can usually, this is my pattern, appreciate the story as it is a little bit more after that second viewing. So I look forward yeah. to doing that and and really appreciating that redemption is at the center of the story. I love that, that and that's what I wanted. I wasn't sure how that needs to play out or how it should or shouldn't play out, but I love that um, redemption and the fact that you can change and make a difference like that, that that Star Wars, and that was this movie. Yeah, I mean the pacing of it is really quick. Mm. I mean, and we're like j jumping from scene to scene and story point to story point, and you know when you watch, especially the original trilogy, the pacing is a little slower. The Mandalorian has that same pace. Sometimes I felt like it was a little jarring for Star Wars because the other movies don't have that quick of a pace mm. so much. So I mean, some of the prequels did at yeah. some points, but. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I loved it. I, I loved it. It's a wild ride, and yeah. uh, we want to hear you guys' thoughts too. Star Wars Report at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us an email, and of course, social media at Star Wars Report. Uh, Mr. Bruce Gibson at Admiral underscore Rex. Yeah, and I want more movies. That's all I'm saying. So this is more, more <laughs> I don't care. Star I have other podcasts out there. Who gives a crap? I want more <laughs> Star Wars movies. Nice. I like it. Uh, and then uh, I'm at the Riley guy, R-I-L-E-Y, uh, hit me up. Uh, and then uh, uh, your Instagram, people can follow you on Instagram. You don't have a Twitter, though. Probably yes, smart. My Instagram is sav, S-A-V, underscore pell, P-E-L-L. -L. Yes. I had to check it because I wasn't sure because I'm not famous. <laughs> you can follow you know, to follow her. I dare you to start sending Star Wars memes and things to her. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, yeah, and, and so, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of these themes that we've just kind of hit on as our big first impressions. We're going to be doing episode by episode talking about uh, redemption, talking about Ray's journey, talking about the connection to the rest of the saga, uh, talking about the music. I love the music, of course. Sean yeah, so yes. we'll be breaking each of those down in, in the upcoming weeks. So uh, shoot your emails over to starsreport at gmail.com, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Star Report podcast. May the Force be with you, and remember, everybody, Many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. She's <laughs> <laughs> to join at the end. All right. <laughs>